I thought a lot about bands and how bands break up and how you're like, why would you screw something up that is that easy and fun? There was a really touch-and-go period where I wasn't sure we were going to make it. Yeah, we were fighting really badly. My name is Alex Goldman, and I am a co-host of the Reply All podcast. My name is PJ Vote. I am also a co-host of the Reply All podcast. PJ Vote and Alex Goldman have been working together for over a decade. Their podcast, Reply All, launched in November 2014. Not only is it one of my favorite podcasts, it's one of the most popular and beloved podcasts in the world, with over 100 million downloads so far. As co-hosts, they're constantly berating and teasing each other, all while doing incredible reporting and storytelling. Individual episodes they've made are now being adapted into Hollywood movies, and their show is the centerpiece of the podcast network they're on, Gimlet Media. But when they first met, their careers were just getting started. Here's PJ. We were working at On the Media at WNYC, which was sort of a weekly news analysis show. I was 30, which would have made you 23, 24. Alex was the new intern, and I was a staff producer on a trial basis. Like, every week I'd find out if I still had the job that I was doing. I've been doing it like a year when Alex showed up as an intern. January 4th, 2010. You remember the day that you started the internship? It was the beginning of a new life, brother. I was introduced to him at the same time as everyone else. He was just one of many tall, svelte, public radio men. And then I was like a short, stout homunculus. (laughs) (laughs) After he interned, he was like, listen, I want to work in radio. I know there's not even a temp position here for me, but I can survive off my savings. And by being a mover on the weekends, can I just stick around and work for free? And so he did. And I just remember a very short period of us having a normal, formal office relationship, and then very quickly it progressing into something that looks much more like how it does now. Like, just, like, very, like, juvenile, idiocy, like, pranks on each other. I learned pretty quickly that he was, like, a little nuts. The thing that I recall, and I have a picture of it still, is you left a note on my desk one time that you just wrote, hand wrote. There was no context for this. It was just a thing that you wrote, and it said, you got loved by a ghost. Oh, I remember that. It's like a short story. And I was like, oh, this guy's a real fucking weirdo. Yeah, we had this whole running joke about a supposed romance novel called A, a Year, Year in, in Damascus. Damascus. <laughs> and we were just always talking about like A Year in Damascus and like things that happened in that book, which did not exist. Alex and I were both struggling as producers in complimentary ways. I didn't have very good attention to detail. I could come up with lots of ideas, but I was always getting in trouble because I would leave some little T uncrossed. And Alex was really good at detail-oriented stuff, and he read a lot and found a lot of stuff, but you would sometimes have a hard time like formulating a pitch. Mm-hmm. And so I would help him with his pitches, and he would help me figure out how to cover my ass on just like getting shit done. And so we were backstopping each other pretty early. And that really, I think we bonded over that. That sounds right. I think PJ had a much clearer idea of what he wanted to do in radio than I did. But I wasn't doing work that I was excited about and wasn't happy about, and I couldn't figure out, I didn't think I could learn how to do work that I was excited about. And so I was going to bartend. And so when this contest came up, Alex was the one who was like, we should really submit something. WNYC had a content contest. They said, anybody who's interested can pitch a show. And for us, it sounded like, oh, this is a lot closer to what we want to be doing than the thing we're doing right now. May as well try. So we wrote a pitch for TLDR, which is sort of like the proto-Reply All podcast. It was totally wrong. It was like topical interviews about things that happened on the internet. So the content contest came. We submitted. We were among the five finalists. We were fifth place. I mean, they didn't put them in order. 
They didn't? No. But we didn't get made. Our show didn't get made, and we were like, meh. Good effort. I guess you were going to go be a bartender. I was just going to work it out on the media for forever. And then our senior producer pulled us into a, an office and said, I don't have any budget to give you guys more money or more time to make this thing. But if we can come up with a way to do it, I want you guys to blog on our website and make your podcast on the side. Yeah, like nights and weekends we would make the show. But the nice thing was like, there's no pressure. There's no input. Like it could come out when we wanted it to come out. It just felt like no one was going to hear it, which was very liberating. It just felt like something we got to make for really ourselves. One of us would produce the interview. The other person would be the host. We would go back and forth and do edits on it. Yeah, we were just sort of like playing every position. But we didn't really interact on the air because yeah. we wanted to make these little bespoke, beautiful stories. And our <laughs> our actual interaction is so raucous and weird. Like it felt bizarre to put on the radio. We were at WMIC. The conversations we would have about TLDR would be like, we have this show, we want things like to be able to work on it full time or to hire a producer. And we would talk to management there, they'd say stuff like, well, how do you know your downloads are even real? Which felt very strange. So the decision to go from WIC to Gimlet was like... It wasn't even really a decision. Yeah, it was super weird. <laughs> hey guys, this is PJ and Alex. You may have heard rumors that we're about to start a new podcast, and you're right. It's called Reply All. It'll be here very soon, and you can get it on this feed right here. We'll see you guys soon. We're excited. So right in the beginning, it was like me and Alex. And then I think the fundamental shift happened because after 11 episodes, I had a kid. Yeah. Like, we were really in the beginning of the thing, and losing Alex for a while was tough. Yeah, that was hard. And then we hired Truthy, and then we hired Tim. And then rather than just the two of us, it became a team, and that is very different. And I don't know. I just kind of continued on in the same way that I do. And PJ was like, oh, no, there's actually stuff that needs to be thought about now that we didn't think about before. You don't really have to think that much about, like, hierarchy or a leadership structure when there's two people and too much work to do. It's just like we always have to do all of it. But then we had more people, and so you sort of had to figure out how it was going to work. There was a very long period of time, up until Reply All started, where basically we both did the exact same thing. You would do a little bit more of X, I would do a little bit more of Y, but basically we were equals. And I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that it's changed in a way where you are more the lead. Well, it's not even like you're more. You are the leader of the show, and I'm the host of the show. And I was really resistant to that for a long time. I really hated the idea of us being different things, and that was a painful process. Yeah, we had a really hard time. I feel like there was this thing that I really loved doing and was hard, but I was good at it. And for a while, Alex would feel insecure. And so he like wouldn't want to acknowledge that I was doing it, and that would hurt my feelings. But then I would get resentful that he wasn't acknowledging it. So I would just be like a bossy little jerk, just like, I'm making decisions because you won't recognize that I'm making decisions and would make like worse decisions because Alex is really smart. And like I was just like insecure at figuring out how to try to lead. The more people who show up with different strengths, the more you have to figure out, like, what am I good at? And what am I not good at? Or what are other people better at? Alex is, like, exceptionally good at a lot of parts of this that no one can do a lot of what he does. Like, reporting on mic, just, like, his ability to be a human being in front of a microphone and to be human to other people in a non-performy, very present way is just, like, a rare thing. Most people can't do that. But you don't feel like the things that you do that you're good at 
are important or you don't see how you're good at them. There was a period of time where I felt like there was a part of the show that existed through frosted glass. And I was just like banging on the window trying to see it. And like there were reasons why I couldn't or why I shouldn't. But I just felt like this is my show. I made this show. I want every part of it. Like I'm hungry for every part of this thing. And if then there's anything I'm not involved in, then it's not mine anymore and I hate it. And like now I would, you'd have to give me trillions of dollars to want to do this. <laughs> God, the thought of it is terrible. But there was a period there, there was a really touch-and-go period where I wasn't sure we were going to make it. Yeah, we were fighting really badly. Summer of 2017. Yeah. 2015 and 2016, we did 70-something episodes. And it was just like we were all, we were fighting to stay above water. And, and even though it was like hard, that kind of helped? Yeah, there was a certain camaraderie to it. And then the show got big enough that we could actually slow down a little bit. And it was like in those spare moments that we started developing our resentment of one another. And I mean, it's crazy to say that because the show absolutely would have died at the pace it was going. Like there was yeah. no way to keep it going that way. But also slowing it down was what allowed us to start getting mad at each other all the time, I think. I thought a lot about bands and how bands break up and how bands manage egos and how you're like, why would you screw something up that is that easy and fun? I don't know. Like how easy it is to put up a scoreboard and how hard it is to take it down. Oh, it really was. It really was a case of tallying. And like in a way that I still do to much smaller degrees with Sarah, my wife, like I'll be like, okay, well, I, I did the dishes. I cleaned up the toys. The least she could do is take out the recycling. But it was like every day at my job, I was like, well, I... Yeah. I did X, Y, and Z, and now PJ's not doing so-and-so. Like, why is he the person who gets to do blah, blah, blah? Why does he get this responsibility when I'm actually out here doing blah? It's so unhealthy. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It doesn't get you anywhere. There's no reward for it. One of the things that actually helped was that because we did have all these people who showed up who were smart, people who could explain stuff to us and be like, don't say that. You're going to make Alex feel bad. And, like, they could kind of push through my, like, stubborn defensiveness in a way where he couldn't do that because he was feeling his own things. And then you start to feel, you're like, oh, cool. Now we're the hosts that everyone has to, like, triangulate feelings around. You're like, you don't really want that. <laughs> I do think that, like, the people who we work with here, a lot of them have totally saved us. Uh, one thing is that Alex Bloomberg was like, you guys are seeing a management coach, yeah, we which was definitely a couples counselor yeah. who was really helpful. Like she was just really good at calming us down. Like us being able to say like, you know, the problem was that we, we had moved into different roles and we couldn't recognize it. And like Alex was feeling insecure and I was feeling resentful and all that stuff. Like it's not like we like sat down with a notebook and figured that out on our own. It's no. really helpful. The way that we are in this relationship in like the worst moments is the way that we are in romantic relationships in the worst moments. Yeah. PJ is a person who, when things start getting tough, he's like, I am done. I want to walk away. I am not interested in doing this anymore. I don't want to fight for this. It feels bad. I want to escape it. I'd rather blow this whole thing up. Yeah. And I am a person who's like, this is the last good thing I'm ever going to have in my life. I don't care how bad it gets. I will stay in it until there's nothing left. Yeah. And I think she just helped us figure out, like, the fights we were having were actually sort of with ourselves. And then we were just, like, using each other as punching robots to pretend like they weren't fights with ourselves. And the weird thing is, like, our on-air relationship is teasing each other. And so things have to be good to be able to do that. Because it's kind of like S&M. Like, you're, like, hurting the person, but with their consent and to boundaries that they've given you. Weirdly, like, if you listen to the show, 
the eras of the show where we are being meaner to each other or where I'm being meaner to Alex are usually eras where we're getting along really well. I can tell PJ's mental health by how mean he's being to me. He was going through a pretty rough patch a few months ago, and, it, and he was just like, it was just like a normal conversation. And then a couple weeks ago, he came in, and he was like, and I walked into his office, and he just like l- turned to me and went, fuck you, like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, PJ's doing better. <laughs> but also, just for the record, because I get such a reputation for bullying Alex, when I stop doing it, he like, he'll like start trying to alley-oop me. Like he'll be like, oh man, I really like, uh, I spilled cereal down my pants today. And he'll just like (laughs) wait for it. We have like our real Laurel and Hardy routine and that's how we demonstrate our closeness to one another. That's how we like demonstrate our affection to one another. And if he can't do it or he's unwilling to do it, I'm like, oh shit's bad. He's mad at me (laughs) or something is wrong in his life. Also, again, PJ being like very good at structure. If he points out the structure of the joke too much, I'm like, oh, something bad's going on. What do you mean? When I set you up for a joke and you're like, what you're trying to do here is X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, he knows what I'm up to. He's not game to do it, but he is game to like just pop the balloon. It's when I'm at like true depressed nihilism where I'm just like, (laughs) we eat food, but it turns to shit. (laughs) I think one of my greatest strengths is when I'm the angriest I am at a person. I always let them know that, like, I care about them. Yeah. And that fights don't make up our relationship. They're just a thing that we do. Yeah. In order to keep a relationship going. I mean, it's funny. Sometimes what I'll think about is how weird it is that my relationship with Alex is really... Oh. Spit it out, bud. My most successful long-term relationship by a lot. We've had deeper, truer fights than I've had with anyone who I have stayed close with. He understands me in very fundamental ways. We have the ability that you try to get in a relationship where you know how hard they're trying, you know how to forgive them. Like it's a very, it's not a thing I would have thought, you know, like a decade ago when there was this sort of new weird intern. (laughs) Like I wouldn't have thought like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a relationship that really like defines a lot of my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, We love each other. Yeah. And that's not a thing that has not been said out loud. I think it's said out loud fairly regularly. But I think we say I love you to each other more than people would assume that we do. Yeah. This really is a relationship. Do you remember the first time I said I love you? No. I don't remember. I don't either. It was probably in a fight. Yeah, probably in a fight. PJ Vote and Alex Goldman are partners. Go listen to their podcast, Reply All. You can follow them on Twitter at PJ Vote and at Alex Goldman. Thanks to Damiano Marchetti and Shruti Pinamaneni for their help recording my interview with PJ and Alex at Gimlet. Partners is made by me, Rishikesh Hirway. I produced, edited, and made the music for the show. Partners is a MailChimp podcast made in partnership with Radiotopia. Find out more at MailChimp.com slash presents and at Radiotopia.fm. Thanks for listening.